This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. Listener of every age, wouldn't you like to hear something strange? It's our show, now it's time to cheer on this sequel from last year. This is Bacon Cell, this is Bacon Cell. Haunted places give us all a fright. This is Bacon Cell, everybody wants to know how many places do we really want to spend the night? Join us now, we will tell on this show of Bacon Cell. <laughs> Welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Ken. And I'm Zach. And we'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, our Halloween party playlist. Oh, yeah. It was almost as much of a party as that intro. That's uh, in cats. And, and I have to cats. say, thank you so much. I cannot possibly mention all of you, but thank you so much to everyone who suggested their Halloween songs. Yes. Some of them ones. were fantastic additions, and some of you admitted that it was a bad choice, and then you said it anyway. Like, this <laughs> wouldn't go on a party playlist. But this is my kind of party. Love it. Like, you know, um, obviously it makes sense. But uh, Ryan Farron suggested multiple Rush songs. Oh, Of which yeah. you, there, there's not a Rush song in existence that you can dance to. But um, <laughs> thank you to everyone who suggested additional songs. I love you all. I appreciate you. Also, have I mentioned how much I like the Crumps? Because Rachel yeah, Crump said, I do believe this may have been my favorite intro by Tumbling Mustard. Bravo, bravo. Okay. Um, just, just saying. <laughs> it's... I. I they're great, aren't they? <laughs> now, Todd Callen, he says, awesome playlist. I just added several of your picks to my playlist. And nice. I also appreciate everybody who said the same. And then he goes on to recommend three emo punk songs, which I'm like, that th- there's space there within is. this Halloween totally. for those kind of songs, for sure. Uh, Valerie Loveless Ilguth says, I listened to this with my kids tonight to get ideas for a playlist for my daughter's Halloween-themed birthday party. Mm. We had a lot of fun with the list. And there were some observations which include uh, some new gems like Heffalumps and Woozles. So I have good. not heard either. It's a fun one. Uh, uh, she discovered that her daughter's new love potion number nine because their sixth grade science teacher plays it on the guitar in class. Huh. All right. That's weird. Yeah, uh, <laughs> kind of. And then uh, her kids were supremely disappointed that you didn't include, uh, that we didn't include Witch Doctor. Um, ooh, that's e- because ooh, ah, ah. Ding, ding, what about a bing, bing? gonna happen. Uh, Chris Anderson says, I'm so glad somebody's watching me by Rockwell made the playlist. Honestly, there's nothing more terrifying than the IRS. Um, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and finally, Mary Nolan Cox says, though I don't really enjoy Halloween, gasp, uh, I love this episode. It's fun and practical, and the storytelling makes it completely relatable. Aww. When asked to make a Halloween playlist a few years ago, I could only come up with two, Thriller and Dead Man's Party. So thanks. All right. Aww, You're see, welcome, like everyone. Oh, I, I like that when people say, he normally don't like Halloween, but I like this episode. Because we dedicate the whole month right. to October yeah. to Halloween stuff. Um, I, I said that was the final comment. I just have to throw this one bonus comment out there. My, my mother texted me and said uh, that the playlist was fire. Oh, yes. fire yeah. We got an emoji? Yeah. Just one? Just one. That's good. It's still good. <laughs> uh, it's still good. You could put out that fire. I was um, hoping for three. No, at least. Just, just, just Maybe one. two. But it, the, it is fire nonetheless. Okay. Yeah. One fire. Also, we have an announcement. <laughs> so like a review. <laughs> <laughs> one also, fire out of three. Yeah. We also have an announcement. Uh, our winner of the Fantastic Feast and Festival yeah. uh, giveaway that we are doing for the month of October. We randomly drew a winner. We mentioned it on our Facebook Live. If you if you didn't watch our Facebook Live, you should go watch it. We tried some spicy ice cream, and and we we asked for help with an upcoming show. So mm-hmm. go to our Facebook. The set page. fell apart. No the big deal. The set fell apart. But go to our Facebook page because we need your help for an upcoming show. 
But we also announced the winner, uh, the listener winner, and the winner of the tickets to Fantastic Feast and Festival on October 26th is Terry Finley. Hey. Congratulations, hey. Terry. Congratulations. Been on the Terry. show we before. The yeah, we enjoy them. But congratulations. And thank you to everyone who submitted your comments, uh, whether it was on Facebook or Instagram and Twitter. We love seeing your feedback. We love seeing people reach out, and you know, even if they just want free stuff. It's still nice to know you're there. And we also have some new patrons. Yeah, we do. Hey. I'd like to shout them out here. Matt Smith. Hey. Is a, welcome, uh, welcome, Matt. He's a he's a tier one person in a tier three category of patronage. Uh, but he will get access to the Pacon bits, which we weren't going to do this week, but we ended up doing this weekend. Yeah, we were going to do a short one, and it wasn't. So it was there short, we go. It was short enough. <laughs> it was 35 minutes. But thank you. Thank you, Matt Smith, for being a patron of Bacon Cell. And also we have KP, who is a tier two patron. He's a tier one, page, tier one patron and a tier two level yeah and so he gets access to video reviews a little more extra along with the Pacon bits and so thank you kp for your support as well welcome guys yeah uh, we, we love having new patrons and, and we hope you enjoy all the extras there there's a huge backlog you can go back and enjoy uh or just keep moving forward with the ones we do indeed but that's not what we're talking about today what are we talking about today zach we are returning to a discussion about haunted places. Yes. <laughs> this was one of our favorite episodes of last year. I, truthfully. We talked about this at the end of the year where we did the whole recap and everything. And uh-huh. I think all three of us mentioned that we really, I mean, we, we love most of our children here, right? But this is one specifically I mean, that we were several, scared by. There are several episodes of Bacon Sale. Like, I'm like, what? I'd have forgot about that one already. <laughs> Maybe a few. Yeah. But this is one that really got to us because I feel like we all personally really put us in this situation. And it was because, for me at least, it put me yeah. in a good mentality of like the, the spooky season of right. Halloween. Like watching the videos, getting prepared. I was like, oh, this is nice. And so I thanked the person who led us to it last year. And I'd like to thank them again. Thank you, Beaker, yeah. for being yeah, here. Yeah, thanks, Beaker, wherever you are, unless you were. I'm here. Right he here. Is. What? What do we need to do to manifest him to talk about haunted places? I think <laughs> look at him and talk to him directly. <laughs> Ooh. Actual communication. Text Dang. messages work. Oh, so yeah. welcome back, uh, Beaker. For those that may not have listened to episode 324, Haunts mm-hmm. Around the World, back from uh, 2021, Beaker, why don't you uh, introduce yourself and explain why you like to discuss haunted places? Because I'm crazy. <laughs> crazy for a feeling so, crazy. Bacon cell. so i've been a paranormal investigator for almost nine years now and i in the course of nine years i have done two i'm on my second paranormal podcast where each which is week, called uh, the one i'm on now is called evp podcast you can find us on spotify iHeartRadio, google podcast apple podcast and youtube why and evp standing there. for electronic voice phenomena or no EVP it stands for-, for energy visions in the paranormal so we you wanted a catchy name, <laughs> so nice. we got it. Nice and you talk about different one. spooky places, right? Yeah, each week we talk about different spooky places, or sometimes we talk about just stuff that have to do. Sometimes we'll talk about cryptids, uh, or just things that have to do with the paranormal and the supernatural. I hear they've gone down in value a lot this year, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, anyway, sorry, bad joke. <laughs> was, hey, everybody. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> we brought you on here last year to talk about these scary places. Basically, I feel like if even if you don't like scary movies, these are, are places that we can all think about, hey, would I go there? Yes. And some people would say, absolutely not. Wouldn't even step foot inside. We're going to break down maybe some of the hauntings, some of the history behind the place. Yes. And much like last year, we're going to tier these locations. Yes. There's, so we have 13 different locations that Tim has, has selected from a list of the most haunted locations around the world. Around the world. These aren't just, you know, the most Australia. Haunt- yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> and last year, last year I was like, oh yeah, I've been to that one. Oh yeah, I've been to that one. I don't think I've been to any this year. But uh, so we have 13 different places and we're going to break it down into three different categories. The first category would be, yeah, I'd spend the night there alone. So that's kind of a tier three one. We have four slots for that. 
No problem spending there the night. No there problem. Not, not that not scary. More the, intriguing. The next yeah. tier up, we get five spots for would go there, but not at night. That's our tier two. And I see that it's like we went in a tour group and it's like, you guys have the option of staying here all night. We're like, no, 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 no. We're getting back on that bus or boat. Yeah, bye bye. Yep, let's leave. And the top option, the tier one is we have four of those and it's wouldn't stay there. I don't want to go there. I don't want to stay there. Wouldn't, I wouldn't even step inside a lot of these places. Some of some of them I'd step inside. Truth be told, I did have to bump some of these up because a lot of these are like, I want to go there. I want to see that. Not at night. But I had to bump right. it up to tier one because I only had so many slots. Now, from yeah, what I know, there. Beaker, you're a tough guy and you would spend the night in every single place. So last year, I know a lot of these. I'm like, oh, I would totally go there. But for the sake of the show, I had to do this. Uh, that's not true this year. Oh, my, my tears are actually legitimate this year. Wait, like actual tears? Like, yeah, tears. <laughs> actual tears. My yeah. tears no. are legitimate. My, yeah, they are. Um, these are the. the so there are I, some places you wouldn't want to explore. Exactly. Given, even given the opportunity. 100%. Wow. Yep. I, okay. And I'll, I'll tell you why as we go, but there because are some I, of these I would, places. I would like to be sold on this stories. I would, because some of these, it's like some visitors have experienced this or coldness or nausea. And you're like, no, tell Heartburn me more. Right, exactly. So that's a small print right there. Yeah. But I want to know why this place would be cool to see, but what's really hiding behind it? So let's jump into it then. We're going to talk about each of these places and let us know and play along with us and let us know which of these places you'd enjoy staying at. So, Tim, what are we starting with today? Well, I believe we're starting with the Airedale Mental Hospital. Wow. You're just going to jump into the deep end here then. Yeah. Because it's also known as the Airedale Lunatic Asylum. That's Airedale, not Arendelle from Frozen. <laughs> that would, that would <laughs> just be... Just to be clear. They should just add the end <laughs> or, and make it like a kid. Or Rivendell. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is located in Ararat near Victoria, Australia. It used yes. to be the Ararat Lunatic Asylum. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like it went through a rebranding? It, actually, yeah. it did. In, a couple uh, rebrandings, actually. In like the 50s or 60s. I can't remember. It's somewhere in my notes. Um, lunatic was kind of going out. It wasn't a thing that they wanted to call people anymore. So they had a, a contest in the area to rename the hospital. And that was the winner. The Airedale Mental Hospital. And it wasn't like Prison McPrison Face or anything like that, surprisingly? No. So this I was, think that was second. Okay. This one was constructed in 1865 and it closed in 1998. What? This in is the one of the more recent closures. A lot of these are older, older places and older buildings, but this is like, that seems so recent for us old people. So to give like a history of Australia, like a lot of us, we see we the stereotype as, episode. yeah, as it was a, a penal colony for uh, British criminals, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Not all of Australia, but there were some serious criminals that were sent down there. Yeah. And this was one of those places because gold was actually found in Victoria. So much like here in the Western States, like thousands of immigrants went over and then most were disappointed. And then just crime was rampant after that. So this prison was overstocked. Yeah. Well, and, and to give you an idea of what it looks like, you can look all these up online. But this, uh, the Airedale uh, Mental Hospital, it's uh, like two buildings with uh, kind of oversized bricks. Uh, there's different wards and wings. There's a courtyard. There's, uh, it, they have this thing called a ha-ha wall. Yeah. Which is a wall that when you're walking up to the building, just looks like, you know, a waist-high wall. It's like, oh, that's... You know, not not keeping anyone. It's not a prison. Yeah. But then on the other side, there's like a, a moat or a trench. So the people who are inside the building, they can't even reach the top of the wall. No. But from, So from the outside, you're like, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah. They can get out anytime they want. But they no. can't. They can't. And it's called a ha-ha wall. That's so horrible. Yeah, it's a ha-ha wall. It looks like the place from Shutter Island, if it you guys are familiar with does. that. It does. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it was filmed there. Did you yeah. guys go to their website? Oh, yes. The 3D virtual tour? 
Oh, I didn't do that though. No, yeah. I just kind of read up on stuff. No, they had a they have a 3D virtual tour where you can. It's kind of like when you're looking at apartments or homes. If you do that, um, you click on a little circle and it because uh, it kind of walks you around. So See, it's I, like you're I there. watched. Uh, it was I was watching this uh, like a 45 minute or hour. I can't remember how long it was, but just watching someone do a tour on, on there, like on YouTube, and the guy was telling stories and and kind of just. He was all very nonchalant about it, but I was like, you're saying some pretty creepy stuff, man. So, Joel, you said it was open for 130 years. Guess how many patients, inmates, and staff members died there? Oh, I know. Tell us. 13,000. 13,000? 13, not even not thousand. even were served there, not even that were put there, died there, Zach. Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like uh, maintenance there? So I don't know what's going on. It, it was built as a town within a town. It yes. had its own market. Was there not and OSHA? And, what's happening here? Not back then, not in Australia. <laughs> they had 500 staff uh, as the, as when it was running full capacity. Uh, I think it had like the complexes like end up being like 63 different buildings. Like yeah. there's a whole, it's pretty spread out. But yeah, this is uh, bad stuff happened here. I didn't really go into the history of what happened to the patients, just in what's happened since. Do you have yeah. many many stories of like how the patients were treated? No, no, no. I mean, obviously, this was uh, at a time. I mean, there's a shock therapy ward. Obviously, lobotomies were happening. Totally. Oh, ice look, ice pick lobotomies. That was a thing. Yeah, uh, th this was a place where they were kind of uh, experimenting on on yeah. the prisoners. Which, well, and they were able to do that because the people, like the authoritative figures of the hospital, weren't actually on location. They were in a different city. Well, and you see, like, in some of the, the videos they have, they, they go through these these rooms where these people stayed, and there are scratch marks all over the windows. Yeah. Like, like, fingernails have been scratching on these windows. It's very creepy. So, in the shock therapy ward currently, it, a lot of visitors will go through, because most of these places have ghost tours that go through, because why not, I guess? Of course. But a lot of people, when they walk through the shock therapy ward, will get that tingling sensation on one side of their head, mm -hmm. which I wouldn't necessarily want. Mm -hmm. But there's a section called J Ward, where people said they've been pushed and bitten. Yes, this pushed was a, is one thing. Bitten is a whole other. And J Ward was an expansion of this as well, where they kind of they kind of took over a place and said, "Okay, this is part of the asylum now." Well, it was originally a prison. Yeah, so it started. It's like double whammy there. Yeah, and apparently people can hear the sounds, and it sounds like people banging their heads against the wall. Yeah, just they, constantly. People reporting uh, strange smells, shadows. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up too, I just kind of thought was weird. So it closed in an asylum in 19, 1998, and in 2001, it became the campus of the Melbourne Polytechnic. It's yeah. a school. Yeah. Yep. They hold school there. Yeah, Matilda goes there. Not in Jaywood, though. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just saying, it sounds like that kind of school. Yeah. And oh, when, when, French Bowl was there, too. Yeah, but exactly. Like just, the, the scary thing about this, too, is back in the day, to be called a lunatic, there were a wide variety of reasons mm. why this could happen. I they, they on one of the videos they put up a list of like the reasons people were admitted, and it honestly was like cries too much or talks Stutters. too loudly, stuff like that. Right, but, watches too much Fox News and or CNN. Yes, <laughs> way to play both sides there, Zach. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but then uh, it only took two signatures to get someone submitted to the Ardell Lunatic Simon. It took eight to be released. <gasps> And so you could get you could get in very easily just by two people not liking you, but then to get out it was Wait, so a bacon cell approval could put someone in an insane asylum? <laughs> it totally could. Uh, speaking of which, Ken How uh, did you get here? Hold Zach, on. Guys, Zach and I on. have an announcement no, for you. Joel, Joel, we need to unite. Uh, Zach and I already made a deal. We already uh, made a, alliance. alliance happened. I got finger booped into this Australian insane asylum. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you did, Zach. It was oh, you. Great. Yeah. Uh, but okay guys, what do you think? Considering I think the worst threat here is that you're bitten, which is bad, right? 
Yeah. But there are, by supernatural force. But that's but bad, there are kid. far worse on this list. This is not a stay overnight because I wouldn't want these things to happen. But I would want to visit. I would visit. I would want to see the scratch marks on the window. I want to see kind of the carnage that's happened and then go to the safety of my own home. So this is a visit for the day. So day visit. Tier yeah. two kind of area. Tier two. Beaker? I kind of have a feeling I'm going to vote the same way Droll does, but I could be wrong. I really do not like prisons. I have investigated several prisons. The negative energy that these places hold is just kind of overwhelming for me sometimes. Okay. So this is straight up tier one. I will not go here. Okay. The amount of death is just too much. Like you would feel it. Too much, too much baggage. Spiritual baggage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then when you've got... Supernatural baggage. Yeah. When you've got Ladies. people that... I mean, there's a lot of death that's gone on here. Okay. 13,000. Uh, 13,000. I mean, there was a... When it was a prison, there was three guys that were hung and possibly buried in the walls in J-Ward. Hey. Um, it's just, prisons are... I hate that. Or lunatic asylums, like especially with the, the ice pick lobotomies. Mm-hmm. Like, you're probably going to have some really angry upset spirits and I just don't want to be around that negative energy. Have so. fun, Kent. <laughs> just for the day. I, I don't do prisons. This is a definitely won't go for me. Okay. Oh, Dude. I wouldn't go to any of these. Tim and I were going to be in agreement with this one. I gave this one a tier one. It, it actually is one that did get bumped up because I'm like, as I watch the videos, I'm like, I'd like to go there, but the more I thought about it, compared to the other ones, I'm like, yeah, compared to the other ones, this is one I'd probably stay away from. I get you. That also, virtual I, tour online was enough for me. Yeah. And Australia is just scary anyway. So it's sure, lots of me. spiders in here. Like crikey. Mm. Next up, we have Edinburgh Castle. Edinburgh. This Edinburgh. is in Scotland. Oh, no. He's going to do the built in again. the 11th century oh, through the 21st century. Spooky accents. Taking, taking uh, it's a giant castle on a volcanic rock on a hill with a sheer cliff to the north and south and a deep ascent from the west. They Isn't can, it stunning from the outside? They it's can take our fear, beautiful. but they can't take our accents. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually. No, this, probably this can. is a beautiful, beautiful castle. This is one that I kind of saw and went, I'd like to go there. I mean, uh, yeah. Just looks, it's a fortress, right? It, it looks so cool. And it, you know, it has the ocean on the outside of it, but that cliff is it's pretty it's, scary. It's, uh, it stands upon the plug of an extinct volcano. Okay. It's right up there, just waiting to okay. blow its top. I gotta I got be honest. This sounds great. Why Why wouldn't we want to go here? A headless drummer boy appeared just before every attack on the castle, warning them of danger. Oh, how often, does, pum pum pum. How often does the drummer <laughs> boy show up? Not much lately, actually. Uh, oh, thank goodness. But they do have, like, they, they people see misty figures. People There's people who get... Uh, spirits kind of tugging on their clothing. Yeah, there's a Piper ghost. There is a Piper ghost. Yeah, the so Piper ghost got lost because they have the tunnels underground. There's tunnels all over. And they were trying to find a way out. The Piper ghost got lost. He's playing his, his bagpipes. Flute. Or it was bagpipes. 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 It's Scotland. <laughs> it's flute. <laughs> and he was trying to play it and then they would hear the music, but then he disappeared. They could never find him. And so they, they say you can still hear him playing underneath the Royal Mile. There's also some someone called the unlucky prisoner, and it's, oh, his story's so, so sad. So there's a man who tried to escape the rat-infested dungeons. He crawled into a wheelbarrow full of muck. We're gonna say, and he was hoping to be dumped onto other waste, like over like over a wall outside of the castle. And it's like, oh, cool, it's all manure. It's fine. It'll be a soft enough landing. He went over away. the wall, all right. He definitely went over the wall because then when they dumped the wheelbarrow, they dumped it over the battlements and he broke his neck on the jagged slope. So there's a huge cliff on the side yes. and that's where they dumped the waste off is just over this cliff because eh, they didn't care what was below it. And so for visitors now, guy. you'll get the smell of manure and this spirit will try to push you off of the wall. Yep. Uh, Zach, does that sound nice? There's I, also... Sounds like an adventure. 
<laughs> There's also mysterious I go ladies. Balance. Sounds like sport. <laughs> uh, she's dressed like a, a 16th century noblewoman who mm-hmm. wanders around the castle, weeping sometimes. Some say she's Janet Douglas, a woman accused of witchcraft by King James V. And she was burned at the stake outside the castle in 15, or 1537 in front of her teenage son. Apparently, there were like 500 women that were burned at the stake around that time. Yeah, but like you could get burned for knowing how to tie your shoes. That's oh, what I'm saying. Like reading. Witchcraft. <laughs> Lunatic. But it's 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 a weird time to think about it, that happening. But she's also there. So those are kind of the spirits that uh, haunt this area. I would definitely go here. Uh, just not at night. I'd take, a, I'd take a day trip. Why not at night? What's stopping you? Uh, think about it. Think about it. You see this place and there will be a storm. A massive storm as you're inside. Wouldn't that be so cool? Probably. Yeah. Like it would be so memorable. But for you, not so much. No, Are you worried about anything in there with you? Not really. It's just kind of like, I don't know, it's a castle. And awesome. Probably cold. Mm, I get you. Plumbing. Yeah. I, I like that. my modern features. Yeah. It's a castle though. Maybe there is by I mean, now. It, it's a castle. It would be cool to go visit, but yeah. I don't necessarily want to spend See me, I'd spend there. my night alone there. It's yeah. yeah this, I'd, I'd actually go to this place. The Scottish blood in me. I have no fear of this. From the Clan McMurrin, I'd go there and stake my claim. Stay the night there. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd stay. I, the I night. would be singing like the song that plays in the Disney Pixar film Brave. There's go a song on. in that. Uh, probably. <laughs> you can't sing it though, can you? No, okay. Merida. I, I would learn it, but the, I would go here. Yeah, this sounds yeah. fun. This one seems fine. I would stay the night for sure. Yeah, I would. Next up, we have the Eastern State Penitentiary. This is in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, constructed in 1829 and closed in 1971 as a prison. But they actually have a bunch of haunted houses in there now, like commercial haunted houses. Uh, I think five different ones run in there because this is a big, big building. Think of it like like a wagon wheel, maybe. Is that what is that this one or is that the other one? I can't remember. But it's a, it's at the time when it was built, it was one of the largest buildings in the U.S. It was huge. Giant penitentiary. This one was meant for solitary confinement. Mm. Like no, no, that, no, no, no. Created the other for thing. It, meaning like Bad. these mm. prisoners <laughs> were put in cells. They were not talked to. They were not addressed. They were told to stay silent the whole time. Mm-mm. They when they left their cell, they put a hood over their heads so that other people couldn't see who was going out and see who was there. Yeah. Then they would each take turns spending one hour out in the yard alone and then go back to their cell. Zach, alone. You, you like to sing, right? Yeah. If you try to sing or hum, they would put a metal tongue clamp oh, on you. So I would have that. Yeah, you would you would have that a lot. Unintentionally. I think. Yes, Dang as it. you were singing the song from Brave. Yes. <laughs> yes. And this is I did look, this is the wagon wheel design. All the different wings kind of come up from one central location where the guards can be and keep an eye on everyone. Al Capone spent some time here as well. And apparently it was too haunted for the mob boss. He yep. got a little terrified. He would scream out in the night saying someone was uh, telling someone named Jimmy to leave him alone, which was some former associate that he right. he killed. So in the 1920s and 30s, they had your stereotypical awful warden. It's a guy named Herbert, nicknamed Hardboiled Smith. He tortured the prisoners by dunking them in a bath of ice cold water. And then also after that, hung them from a wall at night during winter. He also had something called the mad chair, where inmates were strapped to a chair, restricting any movement for days. Many inmates were starved to death on the chair. Many inmates took their own lives. Many died from disease and old age. In its time of 142 years of operation, it held 75,000 prisoners. Yeah. 
Which oh, we should clarify, by the way, you know, obviously we're going to keep it family friendly, but there's some grisly descriptions we're going to yeah. get into here. I'm just over here. Like, when the wind I, is cold, a calling. But I, I put the tongue up on. That's my idea of prison. But here's Kent's idea of prison. So this was a, an innovative design. Like this was one of the places I think it had running water and, and private toilets before the White House did. Hmm. But they said that the toilets in each cell were remotely flushed twice a week <gasps> by the guards. Oh, Sorry, gross. Kent. Kent's what? out. I'm, nah, I'm good. It was not only a house for prison uh, people, it was also a prison for dogs. Mm-hmm. There, was a, uh, there was a dog named Pep who allegedly, allegedly murdered the governor's wife's cherished cat. And so they put him in prison. They have a mugshot of this dog named Pep at that prison. Oh, is, is he a good boy? Is he a good boy? Uh, apparently not. Is he, is he a bad boy? No, the good boy was at uh, Edinburgh. We missed that one. Oh, oh. yeah, that's true. Yeah. The ghost dog oh, yeah, there's Edinburgh. a ghost dog there, too. So here's what you can experience if you decide to stay the night here. Mm-hmm. Cackling from cell block 12, mm-hmm. shadowy figures in cell block 6, ghostly faces in cell block 4, in addition to foot, uh, footsteps, wails, whispers, and giggles. So in the 1990s, there was a lock that had been on cell block four for 140 years. They brought in a locksmith to remove it. He did, and as he did, he says a force gripped him so so much he couldn't move, and uh, he could then see hundreds of tormented faces appearing on the cell walls, and one beckoned to him to come into like a, a portal. Mm. This is in the 90s. Chase the wind and touch <laughs> the sky. Is that what makes you feel better? I'm a... Tongue clap. Ooh. And this is also one where, like I said, they do have haunted houses in there. There's, it used to be called Terror Behind the Walls, but now it's called Halloween Nights. It's an animal. It's kind of a fundraiser for the, the prison and the area around there. But they have people just wandering around certain parts of this prison in haunted houses. And it just it seems so weird to me because there's already going to be a lot of bad energy there. And to, to do a haunted house seems like it just kind of churned the pot a little bit. Yeah. Tim, how do you feel about this place? No, oh, I won't go. Yeah. No, Another prison. Is this the worst of the prisons? Uh, I feel like it is. On the list, yeah. Yeah. On this list. On this list, yes. Just the very look. Just how the cells look. Just the hallways. They're so tight. Yeah. Yeah. Grimy. Yeah, this is a nope for me. It's a big nope. No, giant nope. Um, I'm going to agree with you guys, but it's only because uh, part of uh, 2008's Transformers Revenge of the Fallen was filmed there. The oh. No, thank you. Oh, I hate that movie but so much. But 12 Monkeys as well. Okay. Oh, it's okay. Uh, yeah, this yeah. is this is a... I wouldn't stay there either. This is my tier one. This is probably the most, most tier one because the videos I was watching on this really creeped me out yeah. of all these investigations people were doing there. Yeah, I didn't even want to watch videos on this. I no, no desire to go to this place. Creepy. Mm. Creepy. Next up, we have the Forbidden City. This is in Beijing, China. Yep. Constructed in 1406 to 1420 during the Ming Dynasty. And it's a palace uh, surrounded by numerous opulent imperial gardens and temples. There's 980 buildings, 8,886 rooms, and covering 178 acres. It's huge. Which is less than 720,000 miles. Yes, absolutely. It's just so big. I feel like if we were to do an investigation there, like, what do you pick? Just the main palace? No, but the, you're not allowed. Like forty percent of the city is still forbidden. They don't allow people there. Sixty well, percent of it city. is still av- is available for the public, but yeah. only during the day. Only yeah. during the day. They close the doors promptly at five o'clock. They so, close a lot of China at five o'clock. They do. Yeah. Oh, they, they did have one thing like a couple years ago where they let they did some light show at night, but it was like a super special event. Zach, did you go anywhere near here? I've been here. 
Mulan was here. To well, the Forbidden City. I've been you to the, uh, yes, during the day, of course. It was did you very sing, windy and miserable. Did you sing? D- did I sing? Did the, you sing Mulan's song no, while you were in the felt, Forbidden City? That felt disrespectful. In your heart? No, not not once. Wow. wow. In the Forbidden City. Elsewhere in China many sure. times, but no. But seeing as how this was the political center of the Chinese government for over 500 years. Yes. There were, I mean, a lot of murders, a lot of executions. Hundreds of murders. Servants, slaves, and royalty. Concubines. Yeah, a, a lot. Of, a lot of people died there. Guards report scurrying of animals around when they're not supposed to be. Obviously, there's animals that scurry, and there's just places where animals shouldn't be scurrying. And they hear that those noises. And they also see a weeping female form dressed all in white during the long hours of the night. And at one point, this uh, guard chased this woman, thinking she was trespassing, and she turned around. And she had no face. No face. No face, woman. That's messed up. Also, That's ghost okay. dogs. Hey, ghost he's dogs. a bad boy. He's a good ghost dog. dogs here, too. Did you know that this place is said to have been cursed since it officially opened? Emperor Yongle, who was known as the evil emperor, uh, apparently killed 2,800 people to suppress the alleged scandals that went on during the opening ceremonies. And a couple Yeesh. years later... Um, over 250 buildings burned down. Uh, there was many people killed in these fires, and Yongle ended up becoming very depressed, thinking that he was being punished for his actions, and he ended up dying in 1424. Oh, wow. So there, there's a little bit of karma there. Stuff, yeah, a little bit of stuff happening here. However, seeing as how no one is really allowed to spend the night alone in the Forbidden City, I am super intrigued by doing that. And so I'm giving this a spend the night alone. I want to go there and do that because not a lot of people get to do that. So would you like hide from the guards? No, no, I'd have to be sanctioned. Yeah. You know me. I get, I'm not, I'm like, I walk into an abandoned building. I'm not really scared of ghosts. I'm scared of getting stabbed by a homeless person (laughs) or getting in trouble. Sure. And so I'd be so worried about getting in trouble that I'd have to have permission to do it. So what's going to happen is I'm going to hide inside. Because I'm spending the night as well. And yeah. I'm going to give Joel the, uh, okay, coast is clear. Come on in. Yep. It will be sanctioned by me. We're good. We can do this because I said so. He'll tell me, we're doing a ghost hunt here and I'll go in. And then all of a sudden we'll just preserve for life. prison. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. This is definitely stay the night, right? Well, yeah, of course. Because, you know, the Chinese, they have a tradition. They, they avoid ghosts at all costs. To yeah. the point where they even have like the... The gatekeepers on every doorstep, the, the two demon guardians on every door, they, to, their job is to ward off evil spirits. So they have these protections in place. They're keeping the bad stuff out. Do you know much about that? Because even in their films, they ban movies that are about the supernatural. Does it invite too much? They, I've heard, I've heard. This is just one of those things I've heard. Right, we don't, we can't really say for sure. No, but there's like a, a, a big respect for the dead. And so I think portraying the supernatural in a comical or maybe even a horror form may be perceived as disrespectful. Okay. I'm not sure. Yeah, I can see that. Mm. They even have... Speculation on Bacon Sale. On every doorstep, they have a little, like, riser that goes across all the doorways. All right. I'm sure you saw this. Mm-hmm. So, I guess uh, someone asked one of the tour guides once why that was there, and the, the guide replied with, uh, these are there because ghosts can't jump and they'd be trapped inside the room. Okay. All yeah. right. I would, I would go here and stay here because... I mean, uh, yeah, I've been there, but uh, this isn't even the scariest place I was in in China. So, but at the same time, we'll it is reported later, as one I'm of sure. Chinese. Yeah. It's reported as one of China's most haunted places. Yeah. So I'm sure stuff happens there all the time, but just I'm so intrigued by yeah, it. It'll yeah, it would be beautiful too. Well, I'm yeah. sure the flute music you hear at night would just lull you to sleep. Back it's uh, it is <laughs> well played. It is absolutely gorgeous. The architecture is fascinating, and it's it's really cool to look at. 
So that alone would be like, oh yeah, I guess something creepy is happening as well. But I think it would be more, uh, maybe more thrilling and exhilarating and fun. Yeah. Very cool. I mean, on this scale of, you know, air quotes fun. So not so spooky. Next up, we have Gettysburg Battlefield. So, I mean, this wasn't really constructed. It just happened. But the Battle of Gettysburg occurred in July, July 1st to July 3rd, 1863. And this is in Adams County, Pennsylvania. And I, the description is basically, this is 17.75 square miles. All right. And it's said to be haunted by fallen soldiers who are unable to accept their fate. They're unaware that the battle has ended and that time has moved on. Oh, no. 50,000 estimated casualties. In three days. In three days. That is insane. 5,000 horses. Wow. Ghost horses. Okay. Ghost horses. It's a thing. The battlefield is one thing. Mm-hmm. But actually, I found out they don't allow ghost tours on the battlefield. If you do a ghost tour, it has to be one of the surrounding buildings there. And so they have a bunch of stories about the buildings surrounding there more than the actual battlefield. They do have one tour that goes across the field. It's the train. Oh. When you ride the train, that's the only tour that goes across the uh, the actual battlefield itself. There's a rock formation called the Devil's Den. Mm-hmm. And it was during battle strategic. But around there, tours of her drums and gunshots. And also there are sightings of a shabbily dressed man who gives directions and may try to hold your hand. And then when visitors try to take like pictures... Their camera will often malfunction in that area. Yeah, there's actually a place uh, called the Triangular Field mm-hmm. that uh, one of the one of the videos I was watching on YouTube, this guy was like, his cameraman was far away. He was kind of far away from the camera. He's like, this is as far as I'm letting my camera guy get because when we cross this line, the camera starts doing weird things. So there's some sort of uh, electromagnetic interference there. There's also this place called the the National Homestead. Uh, at Gettysburg, which was a formerly the Gettysburg Orphanage. Actually, originally it was a, a hospital for wounded soldiers, but then it became an orphanage for children who lost their parents during the battle. And it was fine until this uh, the headmistress was replaced by a woman named Rosa Carmichael. And she was, I mean, picture like Trenchable, but not funny. Like she mm-hmm. was a disciplinarian and had a dungeon for disciplining children. And people have reported in that building just little ghost children telling them about how they've been treated so horribly. Oh, great. Which isn't great. And then... Yeah, it seems like the hotels and inns have some of the biggest issues. Yes. Like in the Cashtown Inn, there are spirits that turn the lights on and off, unlock and unlock doors. Orbs and skeletons can be seen in photos. And then the Gettysburg Hotel would probably be the biggest tourist site probably for the ghost tours, I'm imagining. And there you can, you can see there's a nurse that will, uh, at night... When you're sleeping, we'll open drawers and remove contents from your drawers. And then uh, visitors are reported seeing a wounded soldier and a woman dancing in the center of the ballroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Farnsworth House House Inn is another one as well. And there's a ghost there, a Confederate soldier named Walter, they've called him. But apparently he only harms women. Oh. Like, that's he's okay. that's creepy. Yeah. Uh, but the, the family that's there claims the inn is haunted by as many as 16 spirits, each with a... Uh, personality and a name one of them is a midwife who will tuck you into bed when you're in you'll feel her like tucking you in do i want that i don't know probably not. you'll hear heavy breathing the smell of tobacco like there's some there's some creepy stuff going all around the area of gettysburg which we're kind of saying it's we're staying at one of these places or around these sure. places, yeah. right? Well, you can say at the farm, the Daniel Lady Farm, where it's said to be haunted by the ghost of General Isaac Ewell and 10,000 men that's oh, a lot of ghosts no big yeah, deal yeah no not that, not that much yeah, they're going to help us protect especially, Gondor. Especially if they're maniacs. Probably. <laughs> you had to. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. So for you guys, what would this be? I would uh, visit, but I would not stay. You're right. It is a day visit. This is a day visit. Yeah. 
I would spend the night alone here. What? I, I feel like there are prettier places to see, though, and that's why I didn't want to uh, stay the night. But it's because of the historic value of this place. I've never been to Gettysburg. The, oh, history, haven't. the reverence it's of very it cool. all. I would love to yeah. go there and spend the night and kind of learn about it. And yeah, you know, maybe if I go to Paris, I'd get some extra history. In. If they tuck me in, that's fine. Snug as a bug <laughs> in a rug. Yeah. So I give this one a tier three as well. I'd spend the night here. It looks like you're the odd one out because I think we're all just going to go on a day tour. Yeah. yeah. I do not want to say. I don't want to take the drive back. I would be cool to visit for the historical aspect, but yeah, I don't really. But think of getting a first-hand account when you're spending the night. Yeah. This is Talking true, to Walter and be like, dude, leave the women alone. This is true. I can also do that in the daytime. Yeah. Ghosts don't sleep. Oh, you got to see that. No. Ghosts don't sleep. Ghosts don't sleep. I sleep dead I'm people. Never sleeping again. That was a comma. You sleep dead people. <laughs> I sleep comma dead people. Okay, good. Thank you. Paint that's it. like a damn proper grammar. Like it's a quote, you know, from the dead no, people. No, I think it would be fun to visit Gettysburg, though. It would, yeah. Right next up, we have the Hoya Forest. Yeah. Hoya by Chu, I think is what it's called. Yep. This is in Romania. And the first settlement, I think, around this area was it's a forest near Romania. Which it's about three hours away from Transylvania. Yep. It's okay, in hold on, hold on, hold on. Napaka. Yeah. When do you guys hear that Transylvania exists? Does it surprise you every single time? Every <laughs> single time. Except I'm like, I hold know. on, that's from a story. I know if I go there, though, I'd be like, oh, it's just a European town. That's where the mustards are from. Yeah. But this is the uh, Hoya Baichu by, by forest is referred Hoya by to. Chu. Referred yeah. to we should as probably spell that. The H O I A B A C I U. It's a forest. It's referred to as the Bermuda Triangle of Transylvania. Yeah, it's it's named after a shepherd who went into the forest with two hundred of his sheep, and no one ever saw him again. Let me give you let me give you a visual. Okay, uh, you know those pictures from uh, fifteen years ago where Slenderman was really popular, mm-hmm. and they kind of you could see Slenderman in the picture somewhere. It's a really like foggy forest, and the tree roots were all bent and crooked because there could be someone standing there you wouldn't know. Yeah. That is this forest. Like yes. they, they the, the trees are messed up. They're living. Yeah. Well, except for the one spot. Yeah, the one. The one random you mean the spot. circle in the where center, nothing can grow. In the yep. center of the forest where nothing can grow. Well, and we say nothing. There is like, you know, kind of a grass, but no trees. Yeah. Just no peace. Some people call it a haunted paranormal area. Some people call it a meadow. But that's not the point. But scientists have actually gone in and done studies on the soil and found that there's legitimately no reason that trees shouldn't grow there. Yeah. Although... Uh, there's some people who've gone into the forest, um, many people actually, who've come out with uh, burns, severe rashes, headaches, high fever, and they say it could be because of natural uranium present in the subsoil. So it's a radioactive forest. So many people believe that it's inhabited by Satan, ghosts, and possibly aliens. So in the 1960s, a photographer caught a flying object, a picture of a flying object above the forest. And that's when this forest became kind of popular and, and well known. Yeah. Yeah, uh, also a five-year-old girl disappeared and then reappeared five years later without having aged a day. Wearing the same clothes and everything. And no memory memory of like what had happened. And so I kind of personally believe that this meadow area, the place where trees can't grow, is a portal of sorts. You think so? Oh, yeah. It's very possible. This terrifies me. Guys, woods terrify me more than any sort of haunted house. Kent, this is only one square mile. It does. Oh, that is so far to walk. No, it is. It's basically. No, think about it though, Joel. At night, everything's dark. You're in the middle of this place. Well, at night, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's the part of the test. Ah. I think woods are so terrifying because I feel so watched by the openness. Or by the brown bears, bats, wolves, and vipers that are all present in this forest. Why am I more afraid of ghosts than bears? (laughs) (laughs) 
but I gave this one a tier two. I actually would like to go to this forest just because I think it'd be fun to go to like this area, see Transylvania, go here to the. You would possibly disappear for years. But well, I wouldn't. It's, it's one only, square mile. It's only estimated that about no, a thousand people have disappeared in this forest. Yeah. So your chances only a of, thousand. Yeah, only Hold a thousand. Of like, thousand. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's like what seven billion people in the world. So I mean, that's a but very it's a mile that a thousand people have disappeared in. I like how you're saying that. This is a would never go. I watched so many videos. I feel like you'd be cursed the second you step into this No, but this Ken, place. I watched so many videos of people walking through this forest. And I'm like, oh, it's a forest. And in fact, they've added no, a, a bike trail around the forest, like on the kind of on the perimeter. And there's areas for paintball, airsoft, and archery. Gonna die. But many locals won't cross through the forest. This Listen is to the, the locals, for sure. So I almost did not include this. This almost got bumped for a different forest. I, I love that you did. I almost put in Aoki Gahara instead of this one. I'm glad I went with this one instead. But I'm going to have to give this one a tier two. I would go there, no, but I'm not, not spending the night in that yeah, I don't want to be anywhere near this place at night. No, 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 no. I Even during either. the day. It's yeah. one square mile. It's so concentrated right there. No, thank you. Ugh. Next up, we have the Kehoe House. This is in Savannah, Georgia, built in 1892. This is a 15-room oh, red brick bed and breakfast. You won't do the accent for this one? Uh, this 15-room bed and breakfast. Uh, Savannah, Georgia. Georgia. Oh, the, the state, not the country. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was built by an Irish immigrant named William Kehoe, and he spent $25,000, which is a huge, huge lot of money back then, on this house, making it a true showcase of his iron trade. So there's iron trim, uh, iron window casing, some iron on the columns, a lot of iron around this house. So there's a legend, this urban legend around the house that's actually not true, but there is some truth around it. So the legend goes that two young Kehoe twins crawled up a chimney during a game of hide and seek and they got stuck and died and their ghosts are heard playing in the hallways at night. So that is not true, but several children have died in the house. It could be scarlet fever, yellow fever, you name it. And they say that they can find kids uh, jumping into rooms or disappearing and disappearing moments later, flashing the lights on and off, unlocking and relocking doors, doorbell ringing when no one is there. Some guests have even reported feeling their beds dip and yeah. then seeing indentations of an invisible entity sitting next to them on their bed. It feels like prankster ghosts a little bit. Quite possibly. So this was actually sold by William in 1930. Mm -hmm. And over the years, it's been used as a funeral home and a boarding home and just a regular house. So okay. you say funeral home? Yes, sir. It was a funeral home at one point. Uh, apparently at one time. Joe Namath owned it and yeah. sold it in 1990. What? Yeah. Um, right now, it is currently operating as a haunted bed and breakfast. Which I love thing. it. I, I wish I could talk my wife into a staying in a place like this because I'd be like, look, cute. It's a cute little bed and breakfast. This will be great. And then she'd be like, why do you want to stay here? And I'm like, because it used to be a funeral home. And she'd be like, nope. You couldn't convince her that it wasn't haunted, though. Like, she would never. I mean, just if you look at a picture of the building, it looks like the facade of like a, a haunted mansion-esque it kind of does. does. Yeah. But I think it looks gorgeous. If Supernatural cool. has taught me anything, it's that ghosts don't like iron. And this has a lot of iron work around it. So I'd feel a little Meaning they're here. stuck inside. Oh. Yeah. Oops. Well, that didn't I didn't think about that. <laughs> Every night, here's what, here's what Joel's going to do. Get a little uh, salt circle around yep. the bed. Yep. No, jump out well, of my the bed. The iron is going to repel negative spirits. So Okay. Because these, these kids don't feel malicious. No. I really feel like they're just pulling pranks on you. But you won't be able to get a good night's sleep. No, not at all. And that's why I'm saying day trip. This will be, I will visit, do a little tour for about 90 minutes, and see my way out. Tim, we're going to match again? Probably, because I'm spending the night. Me too, alone. How, you guys have used all your spend the nights. Uh, probably. probably. Weirdly enough. track of that, Zach? I think, uh, no. Ha-ha, <laughs> <laughs> then I can do it. I think I'd spend the night here. Would you? Oh, I'm totally spending the night. Yeah. 
It's pretty, is he, is Dude, just for the hijinks? Is that what you're that, saying? Well, yeah. So when we had that earthquake last year, and my entire room started shaking, I wake up, you know, six thirty in the morning. You know what my response was? Knock it off. I thought a ghost was shaking my bed. I literally just said, "Knock <laughs> it off." I went back to sleep. The earth is like so, and it did. <laughs> so thank you yeah. for stopping the earthquake. So yeah, no, I the hijinks from a, a child ghost. They're, they're kids. They're not going to hurt you. Yeah. yeah. Still annoying. Yeah. You gotta wake up early. I got I'm deadlines. I'm on vacation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're on vacation. I'm going to spend the night. All right. Yeah. Spend the night too. Tim and I will be like in rooms next to each other. We'll be like, hey, you doing good? Yeah, I'm doing good. Guys, you you, room? Me too. Have you found your bathroom yet? <laughs> We're going to have the little uh, cups on the string. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Pull it tight. Yep. Next up, we have La Recoleta Cemetery. And this is in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And it was constructed in 1882. And just to give you an idea of what this place is, it's 14 acres with 4,691 vaults all above ground, tomb, above ground tombs, cemeteries. 94 of those have been dedicated as National Historical Monuments. Yeah. And one notable resident of this cemetery is actually Ava Perón of Don't Cry For Me Argentina fame. Don't cry for me, Argentina. That's right. So what I picture here is the only thing I really know is like the New Orleans crypts that are above ground, right? Yeah. But this is that on a massive scale. Like yes. this is, so this is huge and beautiful. It was built like a city. Yeah, it's amazing. Watching the videos of this one, I was like, "How?" But is just this a real corridors place? of coffins. Yeah, it's so cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. It uh, said uh, house over six thousand corpses. Yeah, and some of them, like you don't obviously you don't see the corpses. That would be in bad taste. But you can peek into some of these crypts and see the coffins. And some of these coffins are in a little bit of disarray. Well, so in 1902, there's a girl named Rufina. Campaceres. Yes, one of those famous tombs. And she was just 19 years old. She was found by her parents seemingly lifeless. And it was very a shocking passing. Doctors confirmed her death. They made arrangements for her body to be transported to the cemetery. And then like the day later, so they had to wait like two days for the actual... So they had two doctors actually yeah. signed off on this death. And so like the next day, some people walked by uh, the coffin and they were like, oh, it's been disturbed. It's like a marble coffin. The, it was like really... The lid was open a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And some and some counts say that they heard screams the night before. Yeah. And so they were like, okay. So they brought their parents and they all they opened it up. And well, the wood on the interior top of the coffin Ooh. was scratched at. Her body was bruised and bloody. She wasn't dead when she was buried, obviously, but she was in a comatose state. And she is currently believed to roam the ground still. Yeah. She suffered from a form of epilepsy that when triggered at times, it would render her unconscious and in this case it made it look like she was actually dead yeah yeah there's also a caretaker who asked he was watching it for years he asked to be buried here actually committed suicide still walks the ground so you can hear his keys jingling sometimes spooky keys and then there's a lady in white that died of leukemia in 1925 and her legend uh, actually mentions her trying to romance men in the area and then she like says follow me and then she always disappears into the graveyard but it's not even like ghosts like like I said, that these are ornate, beautiful statues, and mm -hmm. these crypts—they're they're decorated. Some of them. There's this one, for example. This woman died on her honeymoon. Uh, her name was Liliana Crociati, and she died on her honeymoon in Australia in the 1970s. And her parents reconstructed her bedroom within the tomb, <laughs> and then placed a, a, a bronze statue of her in her wedding dress and her beloved dog at her pet side. I side. hate that. It's her bedroom in a crypt. I hate that so much. With Rafina's grave or her tomb, because mm -hmm. her mother was so distraught with grief and, and sadness. The one who's buried alive, yeah. Yeah. So her mom actually built a new tomb for her and actually built a statue on the outside yeah. of the tomb and her hand was on like the latch of the door so that way, you know, her spirit could get in and out whenever she wanted. In 
to kind of give you an idea of like how amazing this place is, in 2011, the BBC held it as one of the best cemeteries in the world. Mm-hmm. In 2013, CNN listed it as among the top 10 beautiful cemeteries in the world. Yeah, and I, I do have a fascination with cemeteries. I love going there and and just seeing the history that's there. And these types of cemeteries, like the one in New Orleans and, and uh, this one, I would love to go there. I ain't spending the night in a cemetery. No. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you'd be watched a little bit? Yeah, by the watchman. <laughs> like, it's cool to walk the the, through these corridors keys. and try to see everything, all this ornate, all these orn, ornate sculptures, People right? People get lost in this cemetery. That's the problem. At, at night, that would be so creepy. Yes. So for me, it's a day trip. Beaker? I am not going to go here. This is a won't go for me. Really? Not at all. No, cemeteries creep me out. I've investigated a couple. Really? Yes. You? I've investigated a couple cemeteries before, and I just felt super uncomfortable. It's so people think like also. You, have you felt uncomfortable in Spanish though? It's a new opportunity. <laughs> it is, but cool I still, I still don't want to go. I mean, it's huge. It's it's beautiful from the videos I've seen, but it seems like it would be super easy to get lost. Yeah. I'm not very coordinated. You know, cemeteries just creep me out. Like people kind of get that misconception that all cemeteries are hollowed ground so nothing negative could be there. That's it's how I usually feel. It's not true. That's not true at all. I mean, unless it's been dedicated but Highlanders by can't kill each other there. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Highlanders. Oh my goodness. Immortals. Oh. <sighs> Sorry. I, I offended all the Highlander fans out there. How dare you? All both of them. Made a joke know. and I ruined <laughs> it. There are dozens of us. <laughs> dozens. But La Recoleta Cemetery, look it up online. It is absolutely beautiful. And if you can watch a video tour, please do it because it's pretty cool. Yeah, pass on that. Next up, we have Lawang Sewu. Yep. Oh, no. Lawang Sewu. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. And this is in Indonesia, constructed in 1907. It was the head office of the Dutch East Indies Railway Company and its museum today and a railway gallery. Did you read more into the history of that? Yeah. So in World War II, the Japanese army invaded Indonesia and turned the basement of this building into a prison. So there was four buildings. You had yes. your main two buildings was building A and building B. Building mm-hmm. A is the one that you see from the street. Building B slightly behind it. Building B is the one that the Japanese turned into their dungeon. Yeah. So a lot of Dutch colonials were imprisoned, tortured, and even executed here. Now, Dutch colonials, obviously, Dutch people living in Indonesia at the time. And then... Uh, can, oh, can we can say... I, uh, yeah, we could probably say they're this. The, they were Mary Antoinette. Plug your ears, kids. So, yeah, they used to flood the basement uh, to try to drown the prisoners, and anyone that survived, they would eat them. And throw their heads in a corner. Yeah, no, thank you. That's but here's so the gross. Thing is is also, I mean, in addition to that horror that happened there, when this area was take, retaken by the Dutch in battle, the Dutch forces tried to sneak into the city, and the Indonesian forces fought against them, and there was a huge battle, right? Like a five day battle, right outside Building A. So it's like, yeah, there was a tunnel. Multiple groups of people are dying here. There was tunnels underground from Building A that went to several places around the city, like the generals or the governor's mansion and the harbor. And that's how they snuck back into the city. It was using this tunnel that went to Building A. And about a thousand Indonesian soldiers and five employees lost their lives in this battle. Yeah, no thanks. Okay, so let's talk about some of the hauntings, though, because they say there are claims that uh, had the schools walk the basement and can't find peace. I don't know how to pronounce this, but there Give is it a shot. Uh, Kuntalanak or Pontianak. 
It's said to haunt the building. This is a vampiric manifestation of a woman who died during childbirth. Yes. These creatures look like pale-skinned women with long black hair. These ghosts have red eyes, white dresses, smeared with blood. So legend said that these, I would say that they're demons of sorts, but says they're able to change themselves into beautiful humans and prey on men and helpless people. Mm, They're like the variation of a vampire. Yeah. And also the Japanese soldiers, they hung people from iron beams. And it says that anyone who stands underneath these beams is now haunted. And the current tour guides offer tours a ritual by which you can see ghosts, though there's no way to reverse the ritual. You have to wear rubber boots in the basement since it's often filled with water. What? Well, they used Um, to partially flood the basement of Building B. Yeah. And they used the evaporation from that cold water to help cool the building down. Still. Uh, And then also this one has been described, this building has been described by people as dark and evidently sick. Like there's a there's definitely kind of a vibe that goes with this building. It's a good description. It feels sick. Yeah, and but the, the the government's been trying. They're trying to get the spooky image out of this. But the problem is they made a movie. Oh, when was that? Two thousand seven horror movie called Living Sue. Uh, I'm not even gonna pronounce that right. But it talks about that vampire monster, yeah. and that kind of cemented it in people's heads of oh, that's what's there. So this is a won't even go for me. It's really, a tier one. really won't even go. I, I it's think... straight up haunted. There are things that can hurt you in here. Why would I want to go there? You don't want to go because there's there's a vampire woman. (laughs) That's where I'm going, obviously. (laughs) Kent would see this woman and be like, oh, hello. Hey. Hey, She turns into a hot one that tries to lure you in. A hot one? (laughs) (laughs) Well, in that case, day trip. (laughs) No, this is, I don't even want to step foot in here because like how you said, Joel, it feels sick. Everything about the description I read. That was their description, not mine. No, uh, from the pictures and all that, I feel gross in this hypothetical dungeon. I I watched a guy go on a tour of this and tour. I was actually really nice, but I'd actually say I'd go here during the day. Not at night, yeah. but I'd go here during the day. I think this is spooky because Joel and I are agreeing on almost everything. Why are we agreeing? Um, I would definitely go here just because the Lewing Sewu is translated into a thousand doors. Oh, yeah. Let's get lost. So, yeah. I want to go. Great. Yeah. I want to get lost it in a thousand it doors. It doesn't have a thousand doors. as many doors, but it actually has 600 I would, large windows. Look, I would rather get lost in a small building that was used as a railway building and they had like offices and stuff like that then a large cemetery remember how you don't like prisons yeah. they have a dungeon yeah in a one dungeon just in one building okay just in, so that's why i would go there in the daytime but not building b i would skip that one oh that sounds like you wouldn't even go if you're skipping a but building four buildings. you're missing out on the experience of going so T- just let tim and i agree kent Look, i know I enjoy, enjoy your, enjoy your suck guys would, this is go. spoopy of you guys <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> Next up, we have Monte Cristo Homestead. Ooh, sounds delicious. Mm. Yeah, it's a sandwich. Yeah. Uh, this is in uh, Juni in New South Wales in Australia. It was constructed in 1885, and it's a double-story Lake Victorian-style manor standing on a hill overlooking the town. So let's talk about the family. So Chris Crawley. Yeah, he built this large house. Downton Abbey. He found a lot of success. Uh, he's so close to the r- railway line. Uh, he actually died in the home in 1910 from heart failure and blood poisoning. No, he had a boil on his neck that got infected because uh, of the high collar itch. he Well, that's wore. where yeah. the blood poisoning came from. I know. So it, I'm not saying no to him. I'm just saying it was just a weird thing. It's of, like, a weird he, thing. He died because uh, I, of collars? So his, well, a carbuncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah they got infected because it yep. rubbed on the collar. So his wife couldn't cope with that, his death, and she locked herself inside the house up in the attic, lived there for 23 years, only left the house twice. Uh, the kids left the house in the 1940s, and it was desolate for a decade. It was then bought and turned into a doll museum. Not a good idea. <laughs> but when the new owners first approached the house, the lights were seemingly on. But when they opened the door, the lights were off. 
Well, and their pets refused to go in. Not yeah. only that, but like, so they, they went to this house. There was no electricity in the house. They had like one kerosene lantern, but they said every door and window yeah. was filled with light when they walked up to it. So that's nothing. There was one time they came home and all their chickens and their parrots seemed to have been strangled. To their death. parrot was strangled. And their little kittens brutally killed. I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> I will. I no, skipped the kittens. So I, I, ga- I, <laughs> I should have skipped the kittens. There, <laughs> there is actually more of a history Hi, kids. With, the, with the Crawleys, especially Mr. Crawley. He was involved with two maids, I'll say that. One of them jumped off a balcony, and there is a ghostly blood stain that can be found where she hit. The other, other maid had a son who got into an accident, had severe head trauma. He was kept in chains in the coach room, and he was found after his mom died, chained to the bed screaming. And uh, he was then put into an asylum. You can still hear him in the house with the sound of chains. What is yeah. it with Australian asylums? There, was, there are he ten was reportedly chained up for like forty years. Yeah, there are ten spirits in this house. Yeah. Only a few are kind of nice. It sounds like most are malicious. One evening, one of the daughters of the, the new owners, mm-hmm. uh, she went to check on her sleeping little brother and saw an elderly man in an old-fashioned clothes standing at the end of his bed. Yeah! And he said, "When when she, you know, he he dis he you know disapparated. Dis- sure, Harry yeah. Potter. Why not? He disappeared. And then the boy, when she told the boy about it, he said, "Yeah, I've always felt like someone was watching me in this room. Creepy. You want to talk about Ethel Crowley? Yeah, go ahead." She died in 1917. She was just an infant. One of her nursemaids dropped her on the stairs. And people say that their children, when they go on the stairs, they become irritable and upset. My and children do when they go on the stairs, too, <laughs> most of the time. Other my, people, my children just are most of the time. <laughs> other people say that they feel like they're being pushed on their back. Now, the nursemaid claimed that she was pushed by unseen forces, and this is why she dropped the child. Mm-hmm. So people say that when they're on the stairs, they feel like they're being pushed. Other people say when they're walking up the stairs, they feel a cold, tiny hand holding their hand as they go up the stairs. Yeah. Oh, uh, could talk about Jack Simpson for a second? Yeah, go yeah. for it. This guy named Jack Simpson was one of the home caretakers, and he was shot to death on the porch by a young man. And the words, die Jack, ha ha, were carved into the shed door where they can still be seen today. Well, I'm pretty sure it had something to do with him watching Psycho three times before he shot him. They mentioned that. Yep. They mentioned that the killer did that. Uh, but yeah, uh, guests here uh, say lights come on and off. They feel nausea, overwhelming sadness. Some people faint. There's disembodied whispers and mists. And there's dolls everywhere and yeah. mannequins. Cre- it's, it's a museum. So like there's creepy dolls and mannequins all over the house. All right, I, please say you're finally not going to go somewhere. I am not going to go oh, Okay, thank you. I'm not staying at the Monte Cristo homestead. Which is weird because it's a homestead, right? It doesn't seem all that scary. Sure. It seems that but scary. But it's terrifying. The well, the coach house itself isn't that scary. I mean, Morris, uh, the stable boy Morris. You mean who got burned alive? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. he was sick. Decided he was going to stay in the bed as yeah. his boss or his master or whatever. Didn't like that. Thought he was going to teach him a lesson. So he lit the bed on fire with him in it. But he was too sick to get up, so he ended up burning alive. Yep. So I'm totally... You can totally, still hear his screams? Yeah, you can still hear his screams, and you're probably going to think I'm crazy because of the way I've been going with things, but I am totally spending the night here. Stop! No! Are you kidding Tim, me? There's an old man standing at the foot of your bed. You're spending the night alone here? Oh, yeah. What happened to our agreement, Beaker? I I think you should change your mind. This is so creepy. I, I mean, think you want to count the ten spirits. I think you want to like actually make sure you know who's all there and try to talk to him. And I don't think that's okay. No, I would totally spend the night. This, this. I mean, every single seems, room has a thing. It seems like a bad place, but I don't think it actually is. It's in I, Australia. I, truth <laughs> be told, I do think they boosted up a lot to get the people visiting there. They're reported as Australia's most haunted house. Yeah, even the the current owners. They're they're really kind of playing that up. I would but say it is. I still wouldn't want to go there. Yeah, 
No, I'm spending the night. <sighs> Silly. Yeesh. Zach, what would you do? Pass. Yeah. Hard pass. Next up, we have the Catacombs of Paris. Ah, constructed in 1810. We, oui, we. Oui. Uh, Not we here. If you don't know what the catacombs are, wow. Yeah. So underneath the, the, the city of romance of Paris, there are so many dead bodies. Because How, they many, ha- how many dead bodies? Six million. Six Bodies. There's a, there's a 200 mile tunnel network. That's not that many. I mean, there's like eight billion people in the world below Paris. Take it easy. But and so what happened was there was there was these cemeteries in Paris. They were getting overcrowded, and they were like, "What are we going to do?" And there was a collapse in one of them. And yep. They, they were constructing the city. Like, what do we do with all these bodies? Let's build a foundation of bones. They literally dug up all the bones, moved them into these tunnels, and stacked them on the walls like lumber. And made sculptures? Some of them didn't have to be dug up because the flood broke down some walls and the bodies just came out. The yeah. sign in the, at the entrance says, Stop. This is the empire of death. That's the main entrance. <laughs> what? <laughs> but you can go in there, and it's weird because they're literally just like a bunch of femurs just stacked up yeah. uh, you know, six feet high. Everything. But then, like Ken said, some of them are done in an artistic manner where it's mm-hmm. like they've made a cross out of the skulls with all the all the femurs around it. Here's a problem here. Your phone will lose its signal down there. Yeah. And there are miles of bone tunnels to walk through. They say that people have, many people have gotten lost there. In the 90s, there was a, a, a group of people who found a... I don't know if this is true. Right. It's a legend. It's an urban it, it was, legend. It was on ABC Family, so mm-hmm. who knows? But uh, there was, they found this videotape there, and it was this guy who was wandering around in the tunnels by himself, and he gets disoriented, and on the camera, it's like, you know, the grainy Blair Witch-type footage right. of him wandering around and getting more and more desperate, and then eventually he drops the camera and runs off just yeah. screaming. It inspired the movie As something. Above, So Below. Which I haven't seen. You see it. It's, it's very too. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. This is a weird place. Now, they say some voices will try to persuade you to go deeper into the tunnels. Only after midnight. Oh, great. Only after midnight. Oh, yeah. fantastic. So, so uh, if you're there before midnight, you're good to go. It's run by the General Paris Museum people, and they'll kick you out before then. Please. Really, though? Because in 2004, police discovered a fully equipped movie theater in an area of the catacombs. They found like film reels. They found uh, like including recent thrillers and film noir classics. A fully stocked bar and a complete restaurant with tables and chairs. It was running in secret. They had cameras. The, the people who set this up had cameras all over to watch people as they came in and like monitor them. They're like I like their bones. <laughs> they but they, on my wall. they set up a whole movie theater down there for the secret underground, you know, That's cinematic crazy. fest or something like that. Huh. It's crazy. This one I. I really want to see this in person because it is watching the videos. I kept being like, how is this real? So, for example, you take a trip to Paris, right? Eat some yummy food. I've been. See the Eiffel Tower. You've been. It's great. Not to the catacombs. Did you know about this place? I knew about it. No desire. None. This would be like day two for me. I would definitely Get over the jet lag and then do this. Absolutely. I would visit yeah. For the day. It is so fascinating. And you don't get to see, obviously, there's 200 miles of tunnels. Yeah, right. You don't see the whole thing. But a lot of it's closed off. You can't even get into it. Unless you flooded. find those secret entrances. Nobody wants to find those secret entrances. Apparently, I watched a YouTube video stuck. of a bunch of idiots who found a secret entrance into the catacombs and like they had to crawl through water and everything to get there. And then they're wandering around. And I'm like, are you oh, by idiots? the way, rats everywhere. Just letting you know. Yeah. I mean, well, the the rats and bones? No, but they are are cooking. It's Paris. (laughs) That's how it works there. Anyone can cook. I've seen the great vegetable dish. (laughs) Yeah. 
So yeah, this this for me is a not at night. Yeah, I would love to go there and see it, but I am not spending the night in the catacombs. Please, same six million million people are looking at you because their bones aren't even together. They've been like scattered all over the place. That is just asking for bad vibes. Well, to quote Jim Carrey from Ace Ventura Two, "What a lovely house of death you have here. I don't (laughs) want to be anywhere near it. No, I no, no go for me. Seriously, seriously." But it's Six million bodies. I know, Do but just wanna, to even see this. museum tours. I've seen pictures. That's all you I'm need to see? good enough. That's good enough for me. Is it because you're so tall? You feel like you'd have to duck your head the whole Probably. time? Probably. You has, wouldn't even want to see this. You're in Paris. No. Once in a lifetime. In Paris? I'm sure I could find other things to do. Boring. Yeah, well, then why am I going to Paris? Obviously but not the catacombs. catacombs. Think of the ghost Obviously investigation. Not. Think of the ghost investigation. Beaker. Here. Beaker. You know, I actually, uh, one of my friends, I believe it was the catacombs in Paris. Maybe it was the ones in Edinburgh, but he had some pictures. Actually, the, the, he was in Edinburgh, but um, so that has nothing to do with this. Yeah, no, catacombs, Paris, no go. All right. I just, I just so, so what you're many, saying I, is Joel and I are a little bit more brave than you so, are. Yeah, in, <laughs> this, in this case, yes. You've seen As Above, So Below. Yeah. When they start crawling through that little narrow opening all of those bones around them like first off i'm claustrophobic so being underground somewhere where i might get lost absolutely oh no thank you no thank you that could crumble yeah i'm good i'm gonna i'm gonna hang out with zach at the alpha tower and eat some uh frog legs next up we're going back to australia for port arthur port arthur in uh, tasmania australia constructed in 1830 it's, uh, this is the second scariest thing to come out of Tasmania since, what's her face? The devil. Fat Amy. Oh, what's that. Okay. Rebel Wilson. That's Rebel Wilson. <laughs> Why do uh, I know that? But this used to be a penal colony. This was actually meant for the most hardened British convicts. They claim it's the most haunted place in Australia. They do. I think so, Australia likes that a lot. Well, yeah, they do. But I mean, it seems like Australia was, you know, kind of where they shipped their convicts. This seems yeah. like where they shipped the worst of the worst. I mean, there's Australia, they which is an island. And then there's Tasmania, which is like little Australia. Yes. <laughs> it's actually beautiful in yeah. Tasmania. So yeah, from 1833 to 1853, that's when they were sending the most hardened criminals there. Well, and they compared this to Alcatraz, saying yeah. it was inescapable. Because yeah. there was like one uh, narrow neck of, neck of land that was heavily guarded, mm-hmm. and then it's surrounded by shark-infested waters. Of course it is. And they couldn't... They had fences and gates and man traps and half-starved dogs, like, guarding the areas. He's a bad boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's a good boy. And this was one of those places that had the silent system where the prisoners were hooded and made to stay silent, mm-hmm. denied any human contact as well. Uh, there was the surgeon's room where prisoners were ex- experimented upon. You want to tell us about that? No. That's it? <laughs> you going to leave that open? Uh, bad stuff happened. Uh, kids as young as nine years old were oh. sent to this prison as a work camp. Kind of yes. like juvie. They were kept away from the, the gen pop. Yeah. But still, at the worst prison ever probably at the time but that's okay because they were put to work cutting stone and, and doing construction to teaching the, a work ethic well, yeah well and then <laughs> you know they built their own church where they were forced to go to by law every week well they carve little nike logos in there yeah. or something oh wow one yeah. guy was so desperate to get out they disguised himself as a kangaroo and tried to flee across that narrow neck of land but then the guards were gonna shoot the kangaroo <laughs> because they were starving so as they drew a beat on him though he ended up throwing off his disguise and surrendered, and he got 150 lashes for that. Yeah. 
So visitors have seen a lot of shadowy figures and disembodied faces, never good. Uh, many have seen the blue lady whose baby reportedly died in childbirth, and she walks the grounds looking for her child. Uh, there's apparently a lot of children running around and laughing as well. Yes. The prison did close in 1877, by the way. But one thing that creeps me out, too, is not too far off the island. Okay, so we have Australia, the biggest island. Yeah. Then you have around here, and then you have Tasmania, the small island, mm-hmm. and then you have a little island just next Tasmania, right by this this uh, prison area that was called the Isle of the Dead, and that was the destination for all those who died inside the prison camp. It's an island cemetery, and there are reportedly one thousand six hundred and forty six graves recorded to exist there. Only a hundred and eighty of those are marked. So, so there's marked graves, and then a uh, lot of just. Makeshift graves. And the reason why the lady in blue is wandering around looking for her child is because the Isle of the Dead yes. uh, was consecrated ground. Mm-hmm. And they were, because of the time period, they were unable to bury the child because he wasn't baptized with his mother. So she wanders the grounds looking for her child because he wasn't buried with her on the Jeez. Isle of the Dead. Well, and uh, people have taken souvenirs from Port Arthur, like a rock or, or you know something like that, a piece of wood. But they have a collection in the museum there. They have a collection of people who've returned to those items with notes saying, ever since I took this, bad stuff has been happening to me, so I'm returning it. And they have a whole glass case with like a brick and like a rock and things that people have returned because of that. This this was a scary one for me. I'm, I'm not going to go there. This is a tier one. Really? So, Beaker? You're going to think I'm crazy here. Uh, I would go. Just not spend the night. Okay. I would take a tour of this place. The Isle of the Dead? The I, well, yeah. Mr. I don't like cemeteries? Consecrated ground. What about unmarked cemeteries? Look, I know. I'm doing this backwards. I should probably have switched like the catacombs in this one to, I probably should, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to switch the catacombs. I'm going to go there. Whoa. Okay. okay. Just like that. This one. We can I'm do gonna, that. He's a guest on Biggest Hill. We're locked so, in. Guests yep. can do what they want. So, yeah. Uh, I'm going to switch this real quick. So, catacombs, I would, I would take a day tour with you guys. But this Port Arthur, um, I'm I'm not going to go. No. I don't know what I was on at the time, but when I made this list, I would said I would stay the night. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And because it didn't sound very scary. Honestly, it doesn't sound like if you stay the night. It is just ruins at this point. But it doesn't sound like anything's really going to happen to you other than seeing a few things. There's no actual like physical mani- manifestation of a pain at all. That said, the grounds around it, Beautiful, not Isle of the Dead. Didn't know about that one, mm-hmm. but where uh, poor Arthur actually is, right there on the basically, it's like the seaside. Yeah, it is gorgeous grounds. That said, it's ruins, and at night that'd be scary. I don't think I. Uh, why did I put? I have no idea why I said that, but I have well, to keep it. Well, probably because like when the prison closed down in 1877, a lot of people thought it would make a great tourist attraction. Yeah, so they actually started selling off parts of the land. And, and Tasmania is beautiful, land, so. so that's part of my decision. But it's a bad decision. Yeah. I know this. And finally, our thirteenth location, spooky, is the Tao Dan Park. And this is in Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam, constructed in the 1860s. And picture like Central Park, but in in uh, Ho Chi Minh City. So it's this uh, 24 acres of, of tropical trees and gardens. Sculptures. With uh, bird watching. Yeah. They bring in these songbirds. It's actually gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, sculptures, exercise equipment. <laughs> That's kind of... Like, all I know is according to several websites, this is the most haunted place in okay, Vietnam. Okay, okay. But hear me out. One spirit? 
All yeah. people said that's one spirit. So you it's, saw that too. It's uh, there's, there's multiple a, sites are like there's one so boy. There's a legend right. and there's a news story. The legend is that there was a couple that was canoodling in the park at night. That's what they call it there. And the, <laughs> in <laughs> Vietnam, yeah, probably. And the man was murdered by a stranger, and the woman was attacked. And uh, apparently, this this man looks for the woman. But in the news story, they say a, a man was trying to sell a motorcycle, and he was murdered. By his friend. By his friend. He goes, this guy goes to his friend. He's like, hey, can you help me sell my, my motorcycle? Yeah. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah. So and this is in the 80s, he 1980s. Goes to, yeah. And he goes to this other guy and he's like, hey, do you guys want to buy this guy's motorcycle? And he's like, well, why don't we just kill him instead? Yeah. Okay. What kind of friend is that? Yeah. A jerk. I was so mad at him when I read that story. I think what's kind of creepy about this is that he doesn't walk the grounds. So he apparently floats the grounds, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty creepy that but is. but based on pictures of this park even in the moonlight i feel like it would be like kind of awesome to be in a sleeping bag under the stars and trees and if you saw a spirit from far away yeah it'd be scary but it's just one right it's just one spirit well according to locals and parks officials there's not even a spirit there at all okay this is a place where they go to relax and sure just have fun but... hang out go on on almost every single travel site i went on they said, do not be in Taodan Park after 8 p.m. There's rising crime rates. You will get mugged. You will get hurt. Don't go there. Oh, you're afraid of reality now? Yeah. <laughs> so for no supernatural reason, I'm giving this a nod at night. I will go there and enjoy the park during the day, but you better believe I will be out of that park. For Just don't sell the motorcycle. That's not the only thing that happens there. Like almost everything said, it's just the best time to leave around 8 p.m. Okay. Don't go. Don't stay later. If there were guards and people to protect me from the outside world. What kind of budget are you running on? <laughs> Private security boy. <laughs> it's so pretty. They should take care of the grounds. I said, stay the night. O- outside the actual real life violence. I, w- I wouldn't be afraid of the, uh, the haunting. This is not like there. a succubus, like luring you in and then, you know, whatever. Wait, is, so because I would do that? Yes, in the in the other one we talked about. Yeah. But this is like actual people will hurt you. Yeah. And, and that's scary, scary, but for like spirit reasons, I'm not all that scared. I actually think it'd be a pretty cool place to see at night. Well, you know, they think that the uh, ghost stories here were made up to attract tourists. Mm-hmm. And it kind of worked on me because I would spend the night. Yeah. You guys both can get mugged. Yeah, well, I don't have any money, so good luck to them. Yeah. <laughs> we'll I spent it all getting to Vietnam. <laughs> So there you go. There are 13 spooky places around the world that we decided whether we wanted to stay there or not. What did you think? Do you agree with us? Which one, Who do you agree with more? Obviously me. That would be Beaker as well. Yes, clearly I agreed with you more. Yeah. So as far as collective agreement goes, there wasn't a ton on this uh, no. particular list. Beaker and I. However, it sounds like uh, you would. we would all stay at the Forbidden City. Yeah. Why not? It'd be really pretty. Ghost dogs. looks beautiful. And we would absolutely not stay. At Eastern State Penitentiary. Heavens, no. No, no. sir. Nah, no, no, no. Nope, there. nope, past that. Yeah. So there you go. Let us know on Facebook. Let us know on Instagram. Let us know on Twitter if you agree with us. And if you have been to any of these places, let us know about that too. Uh, Beaker, before we go, is there anyone you'd like to give a shout out to or any plugs you'd like to do here at the end of the show? Yeah, just listen to my podcast, the EVP Podcast. Like I mentioned earlier, you can find it on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're everywhere. Also, we have a link on our Facebook page and on our Instagram. If you're looking to buy ghost hunting gear, Click on the link. It will help us out. Nice. All right. But before we go, we'd like to give some love to our patrons, which includes Sir and Madam Hicks, Ryan and Marley, Rocky and Steph, Lady Terry A. Finley, Juice the Cooler King Swallow, Jennifer Kilkowski, Debbie Foster, 
Death has come to your town, Sheriff. You can either ignore it or help me stop it. Scott Sprague, Dave Kelly, Casey Cummings, Braden Winterton, Angela Plotz, Andrew Dancing Through the Fire, Alicia Bass, and Adam and Rachel Crump. And then we have our baking council, which includes the one, the only Chris Anderson, Stephen, everyone's favorite Ross, Star Wars expert Kyler, Spencer Myers, our favorite couple, the Madsons, Nicole sitting in the Sin Bin Hale, Johnny English the Brick, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, Glowclin Daniel, Allison Gall, Shannon West, and Peeker! Yay! Thanks for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing at the Quickwits. They perform at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. If you want to find me at Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, at showtimeshowdown.com. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at TumblingMustard. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Seal on social media. You never know when we might do the odd contest or Facebook Live video. So go ahead and like that Facebook page and then stop by at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. While you're doing that, visit tpublic.com slash Bacon Sale for all sorts of merch and fun stuff. And again, if you get something Bacon Sale-y, uh, post a picture on social media or send it our way. We love to see them out in the wild. And then if you like what's going on here and you want to support us further, visit patreon.com slash bacon sale, where support starts at just $3 a month. You can get access to all sorts of fun content, behind the scenes, information from Joel and pictures and uh, basically almost weekly bacon bits, which are 30-ish minute episodes of randomness and treats and all sorts of fun. Patreon.com slash bacon sale. So until next time, ooh, guys, look. A ghost dog just entered the room. Oh, oh who's the who's good, good boy? boy? Boy. Stop. This is the empire of death. He's got the beat. He's okay. got the beat. He's, He's got, got the beat. beat. He's yeah. got the beat. I am the clown with the tearaway face. Are you? No. Ooh, That's because ooh, ah, ah. Ah. Just one? Just one. That's good. It's still good. <laughs> ah. It's still good. You can put out that fire. I was oh. hoping for three. What do we need to do to manifest him to talk about haunted places? I think <laughs> look at him and talk to him directly. <laughs> <laughs> My tears are actually legitimate this year. What the heck? Wait, so a bacon cell approval could put someone in insane asylum? <laughs> it, I got finger booped into this Australian insane asylum. <laughs> Thanks, Marge. They can take our fear, but they can't take our accents. He's a bad boy. He's a good boy. He's a bad boy. No, he's a naughty boy. He's a naughty And it covers 720,000 square miles. It's a big city. It's huge. Mulan was here. That many? 700,000 square miles? 720,000 square miles? With the gardens everything, isn't it? 178 acres. Thousand square miles? Is that too big? It's the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> the Forbidden City is everywhere, everywhere. you go. It's, it's like everywhere. it's in everyone. You guys were in it right now. <laughs> it's, it's like Visa. It's everywhere you want to be. That's where yeah. I don't want to be. I sleep. Dead people. Never sleeping again. That was a comma. You sleep dead people. <laughs> I sleep. Comma, dead people. Okay, good. Thank you. Some people call it a haunted paranormal area. Some people call it a meadow. Why am I more afraid of ghosts than bears? <laughs> in Amish Hyrule. Also, you, have you felt uncomfortable in Spanish, though? A new opportunity. <laughs> Their parrot was strangled. Oh, you're afraid of reality now? We have a skunk. We have a skunk. 
There's a skunk no. back here. Don't scare it. There's a skunk. Is there really? Yeah. Don't scare it. It's right by the door. I don't it's want to spray. Out. Zach, it's over there. It's on the other side. Other window. Other window. I was like, and then there's a ghost and there's a skunk. <laughs>